season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome to what I'm sure is going to be another jam-packed edition of the Double Dog Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. You can follow me on Twitter at Eaglesock underscore. If you haven't hit the subscribe button already, just do it already. Subscribe to us, help us out. It'd be greatly appreciated. My co-host is with me, Eric Warner. Eric, I was talking to a co-worker from work yesterday, and he's an Eagles fan. And he's like, I got the Monday scaries from, from the Sunday Eagles Sundays game. I'm assuming you have the Tuesday scaries today. Oh, <laughs> I, I went to bed angry. I woke up angry all day. I was angry. I just I, – I can't believe what I watched last night. It was so – Pathetic. So you want? To, should we just jump right into it? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you haven't, I'm sure, if, sure, if you watched the game last night. Bears was 19-13 to Minnesota Vikings, and probably I'd say the worst offense performance an NFL team has put up this year. I can't think of another one. <laughs> 149 yards of offense. They are the first team since the merger to average below three yards a carry or three yards per play, which is pretty spectacular. Only touchdown was scored on a kickoff return from Cordell Patterson. Um, Eric. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all around pathetic. Um, I think Nick Foles might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Right now he is. That was Honestly, <laughs> When they made the trade that last year, Nick Foles was the worst quarterback in the league. But because he had a small sample size, everybody kind of gave him off the hook. But in those four games that he played last year, he was arguably the worst quarterback in the league. Yep. So far this season, Mitchell Trubisky gets off to a – Shaky 3-0 and start. As much as that sounds weird, that is what it was. And Nick Foles is coming in, and he's been worse than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Ex- EPA, expected points added per play. One of the best stats. Go-to stat. So important. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky by no means was a darling in the stat. He was 30th in the NFL with a 0.044 EPA. After last night... Nick Foles now has a negative 0.035 EPA. Every single snap Nick Foles takes, the other team EPA <laughs> goes up. As dead last league, Joel Flacco ranks higher than him right now, who's another free agent available quarterback last it season. It just seems like it was a comparable thing. They could have went the Joel Flacco route. The, and the it free agent, it would have been, you would have been better off, right? Literally. Yeah, instead of trading a fourth-round pick and tied up to all this money. Literally, yeah. Joel Flacco would have been, would be better off than yeah. right now. It was horrible. You said 149 yards of offense, yeah. and there was 18 extra yards by Tyler Bray on that garbage time pass. Yeah. So really, I personally count it as 131 yards of offense. Good call. In the third quarter, which has been this team's Achilles heel all year, negative two yards in the third quarter. <laughs> that's that's, that's so almost hard to do against an NFL team, like to not yeah. be able to move the ball forward in a quarter. And the, part, the part that bugs me the most was, 
This wasn't against the 2000 Ravens defense. <laughs> yeah, this true. was the Minnesota Vikings defense who, going into this game, they allowed a 68% completion percentage. Foles was 58. Vikings allowed 288 pass yards a game. Nick Foles had 106. Vikings allowed eight yards a play. Foles had four. Sorry, that was per pass attempt. Yeah. Eight yards per pass attempt, four yards is what. So like, 50, it was just, he had 15 completions for 106 yards. So that's it spectacular. Was all, <laughs> it was all around pathetic, and I'm I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than also actually. There's one that's on the offense. There's one player on the defense that I'm going to go at again. He's power rankings number one for my most like aggravating athlete right now of one, on my favorite teams. Robert Quinn is yeah, the worst contract in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's up there at least. Todd's got, got five. You got five years, $70 million deal this season. He has played in nine games this year. Interestingly, if you search him up online, his game log shows he's played seven. That's because he's had the Sam Mitchell zero, 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 <laughs> zero, zero in two games this year. The Tony Allen. Last yeah. night was one of them. He had a first he had a sack on his first snap of the year. Since that, he has six tackles to his name. That is what he has done. <laughs> Chuck Pagano even knows he stinks. He's only on the field 43% of the plays, and you gave him that much That's money. such a bad use of resources. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 2017 was his only season in a 3-4. PFF that year had him as a 94th-ranked player at his position. So, like, there's no <laughs> analytics <laughs> in the staff that could say, hey, let's look how Robert Quinn fits into our scheme. Oh, he has one year where he played a 3-4. Nice. Let's look at that. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody did that? Like, and if they, they can't cut him at the end of the year, forty-two million dollar dead cap hit if they oh, cut this guy. My God, it's it's all like, it's so frustrating. He has six tackles this year. The guy that they replaced them for, Leonard Floyd, has seven sacks. Like it drives yeah, me. They get three sacks on, on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah get four sacks. Yeah. Robert Quinn has tackles right now, and it it just bugs me because this coaching staff really couldn't find a way to use Leonard Floyd last year. In 2018, Brandon Staley was on the Bears staff as an outside linebackers coach. He is now currently the defensive coordinator of the Rams. So clearly in 2018, he saw something he did he liked in Leonard Floyd, brought him in this year, and is now getting the best out of him. Like the, nobody on the Bears coaching staff last year could do that. It just and Staley's probably you could argue one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL going right now. So playing like so football. Yeah. So, so it, couple couple of things that I noticed came from what again the Bears defense gives their offense a chance to win the game. Like Roquan Smith, I'll, I'll throw pause for you. Roquan Smith, like I was watching, I noticed him just watching the game, and then today I was just kind of I was I was screwing around on Twitter and, and saw some highlights. Like he's all over the field, played a great football game. Again, gave the offense a chance to win. Nothing. And I, look, the play calling again. It, it's like Matt Nagy still had it. Like there was no rhythm again. Um, the Cordell Patterson in the backfield. Like there's got to be a better game plan to, to go against the Minnesota Vikings. You, that can't be the game plan going into the game. That we're going to have a converted run, a wide receiver, two running back, and we're going to give him like how many carries did he have? He had 12, 12 carries. Like that's too many. Like you, you got to figure out ways to get him the ball instead of having him in the backfield and just handing it off to him. That's not going to work. 
Like it, it's not. Um, the game plan was terrible. The offensive line's atrocious. Like David, the, uh, as bad as Foles was, he had no time again all game. The Vikings, I can't remember how many sacks the Vikings had or sacks the Vikings had. They only had two sacks, but there was pressure all game. Um, and when Nick Foles had a clean pocket, he missed yeah, guys. He missed that 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 one interception. He had I. I I, when it first happened, the Anthony Miller interception went hit off his fingertips. That was Foles' fault. It wasn't Miller's yeah. fault. That ball should have been – he had a po- clean pocket. He stepped up into it and just missed. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, I, like, you're right. According to the DVOA, yeah. the Bears have the third-ranked defense in the NFL right now. Yeah. And think of how much this defense is on the field. To have mm-hmm. the third-ranked DVOA with the time that they are on the field is incredible. Yeah. It's finally incredible <laughs> because this offense – there's three and out punt. They don't even get a breather on the bench. They had five three and outs in a row at one point, right? And in the second half, yeah. like that second half is when you need to be moving the ball. The defense is getting tired. This is your chance. It's oh. it just oh, yeah. it it frustrates me. And you're right about the offensive line. If you looked at the Bears from last season, even when they were an eight and eight team, and you said, okay, we got a big time contract to give out this off season, why would you give it to a defensive end? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like it just made no sense. The offensive line was an issue last year. All they, all they did to help that was draft two seventh rounders and bring in Jermaine Ifedi, who's a below level guard. Like it, Brian Pace has to go. Like it's, yeah. I, I was honestly today hoping when I woke up I was gonna ha- get some notifications that one of Ryan Pace or Nagy was fired. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was just so angry today. I was like, if I was in charge, I. I would like how he had the. Oh, it just, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Ryan Pace won executive of the year in 2018 basically because he traded for Cleo Mack. Like, yeah. that, that's literally it. Like, if you take a look at Ryan, like, I was taking a look at Ryan Pace's like allocations in that year. He didn't do anything besides throw two first round picks, John Gruden's way for Cleo Mack, which, okay, like, what's that trade? Like, who won that trade? We still don't know. Oh, I and, would do that trade. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was a fine trade. Cleo Mack's been there. He's been a game-changing player for them on defense. But like, it's not enough to win the executive there. Since then, this allocation of resources, which is a term I like to use because it just if you're if you're a GM in the NFL, you have to play it like you're playing almost a video game on Madden. You have a certain amount of draft picks. It is you have a certain amount of draft picks. You have a certain amount of money. You have to allocate them properly. And Ryan Pace has not allocated them properly. Yeah, he's like straight up, he has refused to build an offensive line. For some reason, which that has been the Achilles heel of this team, and you you traded up and drafted a quarterback. Like, why don't you need to help your quarterback get him an offensive line? Like, it's just like simple allocation of resources. And I I I felt secondhand embarrassment for you. I felt I felt second embarrassment for the players on the field. Um, that was one of the worst offense performances I've ever watched. Um, there's a, a couple come to mind watching some terrible Eagles offenses, but like offensive games. But man, I like, was. Oh, it, was it was pathetic. It was, pathetic. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. pathetic. And it's another game where the offense scores less points than another unit on the team. The The special teams put up a touchdown. The offense yeah. did not. Yeah, That was the second time this year where there was a game earlier against the Rams where the defense scored more points than the offense. It's just it, – it's the word for it is pathetic. Yeah. So they're that's four in a row now. They're five and five, and what they got they got by, and then you got the Packers on Sunday, Sunday night. night. <laughs> God sakes! Yeah. So what? Like what? What's your what's your like kind of uh, prediction the rest of the way? Like, dude, what are you what are you expecting out of this team going forward? So it looks like Foles is gonna be okay. Like it sounds yeah, like he it sounds thought... like he's gonna be able to play, but 
Yeah. I don't when know. he was started getting card off, carted off, I felt really bad. I thought it was going to be a serious injury, and obviously, you never want to see that. But I, if Trubisky can play next next game, you have to play him. I, yeah, yeah you some, have to. You cannot roll that offense back out there again. We'll, uh, we'll pick Foles back at quarterback. You can't do it. You can't. He's yeah. accurate right yeah. now, and like you said, the offensive line is just constantly allowing pressure. Trubisky at least gives you a chance yeah. with his legs. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the uh, any news on him? Like, was he he week to week yeah. with a shoulder? So, I mean, it's a good week for the bye, but we'll see. Let's move on. I'm done with this team. I mean, I don't want to talk about them for two weeks. This is a, I'm so happy there's a bye right now because I don't want to even. I don't even want to think anything bears for two weeks. I need that. This episode is sponsored by Twenty Two Bet. Twenty Two Bet is your one stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the 22Bet app today and enjoy its easy-to-use interface. The app is fast and reliable and completely intuitive. The sign-up process is short and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet is a huge selection of payment methods as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for your first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on all the sports you're interested in, along with excellent coverage of sporting events, including local leagues. Terms and conditions apply. Please click the link in our podcast description to get started. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Eric. So the Eagles lose 27-17 to the New York Giants. Um, and probably I've watched some bad Eagles games in my lifetime, Eric. Um, this was definitely up there. So I don't even want to get into the details of this game. Um, I'll kind of get into them as I go. But I want to talk about just if you kind of take a look at the 2020 offseason for Howie Roseman. Okay, so Howie Roseman came into this offseason and he made a he made a bunch of moves. Like the Eagles, it's not like they, they stand a pat this offseason. Um, they they made a bunch of defensive on the defensive side of the ball moves that I want to get into. So I'll start with Javon Hargrave. Okay, Javon Hargrave was paid a three-year. 39 or I think it was $13 million a year contract. So $39 million and 27 of that was guaranteed, which is outrageous. Um, do you know how, do you know any stats about Javon Hargrave? Like, do you know how he's doing? Uh, are you taking a look? I know. He's okay. Yeah. okay. So Javon Hargrave has hit the quarterback a total of four times. That, that's four, like that's one quarterback hit and then three half sacks. He has 304 snaps played. That is atrocious. He's a defensive lineman. Okay. One. And then two, let's take a look. Jalen Hargrave has played 304 snaps. There's been 149 players who have played that many snaps on the defensive side of the ball. Guess where Javon Hargrave ranks in solo tackles out of 149 players? 149. Wow. So he's dead last. So he's, he's providing nothing, basically. He's getting run over in the run game. The Eagles' run defense is worse than it was last year. Like Wayne Goldman was able to move the ball. The, the run game is atrocious. Like the run defense is bad. They've gotten worse. Javon Hargrave was supposed to help out that interior of the defensive line, and he's gotten worse at it. Okay, Nikel Roby Coleman. The Eagles were loving this Nikel Roby Coleman contract. Oh, we got him for a million dollars. One year, one million dollars. We got a top five nickel corner in the league. No, he's been probably bottom five nickel corner in the league, probably one of the worst in the NFL. You can make the argument. That one right. was one I was high. Yeah, everyone was. His. <laughs> His analytics, the analytics crowd was yeah. driving that, right? Yeah. It, from as a slot corner last year, he was a top five guy. I 
I can't <laughs> believe that he's fallen <laughs> off that much. And same with Hargrave. Yeah. Hargrave was an excellent player last year. And the thought was, oh, Fletcher Cox. Like, that's a perfect combo. I, I no answer for <laughs> yeah. that. It's not working. So both those moves have, have completely fell off. Okay, let's move to the offensive side of the ball here. Um, so, look, I, I, I'm a Jalen Rager guy. Okay. Um, like I like Jalen Rager. I was I actually wanted the Eagles to take him. So I can't I can't complain about this. But go, Eric, you take a look at how good Justin Jefferson's doing right now in Minnesota. He is PFF's second rank wide receiver in the NFL right now as a rookie. He's lighting it up there. Um, and the Eagles took Jalen Rager right behind him. I know it's too early. I get that. But your biggest acquisition at the wide receiver position was Jalen Rager. That's who you went after. Instead of focusing your resource on the offensive side of the ball, like every other team does, Howie, take a look around the NFL. Look what other teams are doing. They're trading for Stephon Diggs. They're trading for DeAndre Hopkins. They're getting their quarterback help. Instead, what you do, your big acquisition, basically the biggest wide receiver acquisition this team has made since Alshon Jeffrey, and maybe you can uh, uh, you can make the argument their most resources they put into wide receivers since Nelson Aguilar back in 2015 they take Jalen Ranker. that was their big acquisition and it's, he's done he hasn't done anything yet I, 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 he looks he looks okay on tape like he's got juice you can you can see he's got something for him um, he got something to him but nothing it hasn't it hasn't hit yet so that's your off big off that's your big offense. Acquisition was Jalen Rager. He's done nothing. The offensive line is old, battered, and he did nothing to fix that. Um, and they just Eric, some of the play calling is just atrocious. Like he ran like on fourth and ten in that one in the game. They were down seven. You need it, you needed a first down. They run a they run like a they run a back shoulder throw to Jalen Rager with James Bradbury on him. Like it's not gonna work. Like James, you're James, you're a big Bradbury guy. He's been killing it this year. Like go look, go look across the other field. Go look at Fulgham on the other corner. Like why aren't they scheming up plays for that? Like it just, Eric, it's it's from top to bottom. It's from the org, from the roster construction of this team has been a terrible, and the coaching, especially in this game, was absolutely terrible. Like if you, it's, I I don't even I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like it's so bad right now. Like I I don't even think they win another game. Like I'm taking a look at the schedule right now. They they have five games against the Browns, Seahawks, Saints, Packers, and Cardinals. You could make an argument that they lose all five of those games, and that's probably the like the most plausible scenarios that they lose all five of those games. They are the underdog in all five of those games, so they maybe maybe they steal one. I actually think they steal one of those games. Like they probably play good enough to win one. Then they play Washington and Dallas. They probably win one of those games. So they're a five, ten, and one team, and they, yeah. that probably makes them. That probably wins the division. Maybe. You know, I, mean, I, think, I think that the Giants. Yeah, so I actually want to – I'll touch on that later. I don't know if it'll win the division, um, but, look, it could. Like, the way everything's going, I think realistically could win the division with just winning two more games this year. And that's bad. Like, they, they need – there needs to be changes from top to bottom here. And I'm starting to get, like, this feeling. And I, I don't – I could be wrong here. And Jeffrey Lurie has been very – very kind of shy to changes in this organization. Like he held up to Andy Reid for what 12 years. Andy Reid was there for a long time. Um Andy Reid was great. Like I'm not I'm not arguing that, but you just that's the loyalty Lurie showed to Andy Reid. Um he maybe held like Chip Kelly was here for three years. It was just he you were dumb to not fire Kelly. Like he had to go. So it wasn't like he was showing loyalty to him. But he had, there hasn't been like a big kind of like push the red button blow up scenario in Philadelphia since Jeffrey Lurie's bought the team. So he's been very kind of shy to do that, but as the game, as the year goes on, I'm starting to think like I, I, he could hit hit the button on 
hit the big red blow up button on Harry Roseman and Doug Peterson. It's, Jeffrey Lurie has been very kind of open about having a good passing offense. The Eagles are 30th in passing offense right now. They are averaging more yards per play on a run than they are per play on a pass. That hasn't been happened in 30 years in the NFL. <laughs> their, their offense is just so dull and blank. And if you take a look at just the act, like the stuff that Howie Roseman's done since 2017, he, he, he has the rights to be fired. Like he, it wouldn't be crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like we said, when we were doing the previews, this team is built to win now. Yeah. And when teams that are built to win now lose, it's ugly. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of dealing with. Carson Wentz is still young at the end of the day. 27, yeah. He's 27. There's teams in a lot worse situation that don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And although Carson Wentz is struggling, this has to be his rock bottom, right? So yeah. he looks scared. Like he looks like he doesn't like look he looks lost. He looks scared back there. He doesn't he doesn't have like kind of that quarterback fight and juice you want to see in a young quarterback. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't look right. Like, something's wrong. Like, something's wrong internally. Like, the regression of Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz the past three years has been so open and obvious. Like, this team is going backwards and backwards fast. And they're stuck with Wentz, too. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I want them to get rid of Wentz. I don't. I, I think he deserves another shot next year, no matter what happens this year. But they can't. If they find a better plan, let's say, to button quarterback, they can't. He's That's $59 million of dead cap if they try to trade him or cut him. So he's not going anywhere. Um, so you can't, in my opinion, you can't bring back Doug Howie and Wentz next year with the way it's going. Like, who knows anything can happen, but what, if it's going the way I think it's going to go, one of those three has to be gone. And it looks like it's going to be Doug Pearson or two, maybe even Howie Roseman as well. But, um, it's, it's very, very ugly in Philadelphia land right now. Um, and they, they got the Cleveland Browns coming into town. Um, they're playing in Cleveland. Cleveland's playing great football right now. Like Kevin Savings got the team rolling. So I, I think like I am expecting um, the spread. The spread right now is three and a half. So if, if you're looking for the bet right now, jump on the Browns minus three and a half. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think this could be kind of like the blowout game that they need because if you take a look at the box score, um, like or just if you look at the score, twenty-seven seventeen didn't look that bad, but it was that bad. And I think they kind of need like a blowout loss for maybe them to wake the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't. I agree. I'm surprised yeah. the spread's only three and a half. Yeah, exactly. I was looking at today. I was like, this this is crazy. It should be way higher than that. So, yeah, it's just Rosh construction, bad coaching, everything. Like, they have so many issues. It's so hard to pinpoint. So, Eagles fans just kind of gear up for uh, the rest of the season. All right. You want to jump in a buy or sell? Buy or sell. Yeah. Here we go. Are you buying or are you selling? Baltimore Ravens will miss the playoffs. So, it's a very plausible scenario. If you take a look at the AFC standings, um, there's a lot of, there's some good teams there. Um, the Raiders are jumping up. The Colts are playing good football. The Dolphins are playing good football. Even the New England Patriots are somehow now four and five again. Um, like you got some good teams at the top. The Browns six and three. The Titans six and three. Like there's a lot of teams there, right? Well, we, so you have the division leaders with the Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, and Colts. And then there is a log jam of five teams at six and three. So Raiders, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, and Titans are all six and three. Two of those five will not make it. And I, I've hit an all-time low on Lamar Jackson right now. <clears throat> I, I think he might have peaked last year. Yeah, I know you're right. And 
I think the biggest injury of the season so far has been Ronnie Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the Ravens are losing, they have no chance. They can't yeah. come back. They, yeah, they, they, I've never seen – They can't throw the ball outside the numbers. Like, Lamar yeah. Jackson can't throw the ball exactly. out of Yeah, And maybe an extra year of tape has really hindered what that offense can do in terms of surprising people. Everybody's kind of – everybody now knows what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually I'm gonna buy it. I think the Ravens missed this year. Wow, they were my so I had the Ravens versus Bucks in the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna sell it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something your way that I that I that I found interesting that I listened to this uh, new podcast today. Um, Greg Roman's the offensive coordinator of this team. He was the offensive coordinator of that Colin Kaepernick 49ers teams. And then they kind of ran into the same problems after, after they, they did. Once they did, it kind of fell off, right? It yeah. Fell off quick. So like the, he's running into the same issues that he is back in San Francisco. Um, so you know what? This could be like non-fixable. You know what I mean? Like this could be what what's wrong, you know? So uh, I'm gonna sell it. I still think they make it. I still think like their offense is still like I think they're not terrible. Like they're 12th in points scored a game. So it's not like it's not like they're falling off a cliff, but there's definitely some concerns. Can they get it figured out to the point where they were last year? Probably not, but I still think they'll be competent on offense. And I still think they make the playoffs. Uh, that's crazy though, how tight the AFC is. Yeah, I know it is. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, are you buying or selling? Drew Brees does not get his starting job back. So he, he, did he get it? He got a second opinion, right? Did they yeah. kind of say what's wrong? Like, no, yeah. but five broken ribs and a punctured lung. Okay. So that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like he's going to be out for at least a month. I mean, is he going on IR? Like at least a month. Yeah. So like he's going. That's plenty of time for Jameis Winston to kind of show that he can lead this offense. And it's Sean, It's a Sean Payton led offense. Like he, it's this is built for kind of success for quarterbacks, right? That's what Sean Payton's good at. Um, and the one thing that the Saints offense has been desperately missing, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, is the deep ball. Like they have, they're not able to push the ball down the field. Winston can throw the ball far, so yeah. if they can, if if Sean Payne can kind of unlock this like new part of the of the Saints offense that hasn't been there this year, then yeah, I can see it happening. Um, I'm gonna buy it. Like I, I think it, I think it's completely realistic. Yeah, I personally I'm a fan of Jameis. I know he made yeah. a lot of bad throws, but his first game this week is going up against the Atlanta Falcons in that terrible secondary. So I think that's a perfect first game. He's going to get some confidence. Actually, sorry, they play the Falcons twice out of the next three games. So he's getting a soft secondary two times in his first three games. I think he builds confidence. And Sean Payton, I think he'll be addicted to that deep ball. Once he sees that, oh, I can call plays, some shot plays, I think he's going to be addicted to it and – I don't think that Drew Brees gets the job back just because also last year he broke his thumb, missed five games. Teddy kept that offense rolling. And then when Drew Brees came back, their offense kind of sputtered and it really sputtered in the playoffs. I think that's going to be in the back of Sean Payton's mind. And well, the bit, the big, if is Jameis has to perform. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But what we're like, like I said, this offense is tailored to right. like work like help quarterbacks out. So yeah, yeah so. it's not crazy to think that like he could be a top ten quarterback in the yeah. <laughs> And a punctured lung and stuff is not. He's forty one yeah, now. Yeah, he's Drew Brees. five broken ribs and a punctured like at forty one years old. Like that would put majority of us on the couch for for like three months. You yeah. know. <laughs> so that's something yeah. else to monitor. Yeah. Um. Are you buying or selling? Russell Wilson is no longer in the top three of MVP voting. So 
in my opinion, he is like he. In, I think he's second in MVP odds right now, right behind Mahomes. I think Mahomes plus one seventy five, Waltz is like two twenty five. So he technically is still there. Um, you could take a look at Mahomes. You could take a look at Kyler Murray and him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, right? So you kind of have to pick one of them to not be there. Um, I'm gonna sell it because I still think Russell Wilson eventually will kind of kick back into gear. I think I actually like them on Thursday night um, against the Cardinals. Um, but it's hard to ignore the fact that he's been the worst out of those four the past two weeks, um, three weeks even. And Kyler Murray's playing great football. So yeah, I, I'm gonna sell it, but it's not it's not a crazy thing to to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna sell it as well. Yeah. He's still my guy. I picked yeah. him at the beginning of the year, so I'm riding with him the whole year. Um, but he has seven interceptions in his last three games. Yeah. Like that is the most un-Russell Wilson like stat. Ever so the interception leaders, you got Carson Wentz, you got Kirk Cousins, and then you got Russell Wilson. Yeah, like, it means he, that's not good. It's not good company to be in right now. That's crazy yeah. because I personally, I think his best attribute has always been it's his not being able to turn the ball. Like, yeah, yeah, he's so he's so careful with the ball, and that's gone. He's missed that the last few weeks, but I'm with you. I think he turns it around, and I also do like the I like the Seahawks this week. Hopefully, Chris Carson's Carson is back for Thursday. That would be huge, but. <laughs> We'll Breaking trade in the NBA quickly. Al Horford in a first round, first round pick and a second round pick to the Thunder for Danny Green. Oh my gosh, the Thunder got another pick. <laughs> this, how many picks they have? When did they get Danny Green? They just got him for uh, Schroeder. So like, oh okay, yeah, that makes sense because yeah, Schroeder. So wow, oh, it's just, just collecting. Yeah, oh, that's wild. Yeah, anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, next one. Are you buying or selling? The Pittsburgh Steelers will not have anyone win a major award this year so you're looking at mvp coach of the year defensive player of the year offensive defensive rookie of the year so if you take a look so for just head coach of the year or coach of the year sorry um it looks like brian flores has kind of taken that first place in my opinion um if tomlin goes 15 and one then yeah they'll probably win it or 14 and two but like it's it's I have a feeling the Steelers are probably kind of due for maybe like a couple losses. Like they're they're not the best nine and zero team that you've seen around. Like they've been in so many close games. If you take a look at the schedule, they still have to play the Ravens one more time. Um, so they'll play the Bills, they'll play the Colts, they'll play the Browns. So you could argue they would lose three, maybe three, four games down the stretch. Not crazy to say that. So coach of the year, I think, is going to go somewhere else. Um, and yeah, defensive player of the year is the only shot. Right, you got T.J. Watt. But I don't think he wins it, so yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy that a nine and zero team has nobody even close to MVP odds. Um, <laughs> like I can't remember last time I've seen that. Yeah, I'll throw a name out there and a reason that I'm going to buy it. Chase Claypool's got a shot at offensive. Rookie. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's got to keep getting into the end zone. The way Jefferson quarterbacks just yeah. always win the award, so yeah. he's not going to probably not going to be the quarterback. Now that I think of it. But I, I still think TJ Watts got a good shot at defensive player here. He's in the PFL every game. He's only it's a sack in all but one game. This year. Yeah, he's I'm going to buy it because I think they, they have a chance to be the number one seed in the AFC. They got to get something. Yeah. So we'll see there. Mike Tomlin, by the way, has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh in 15 years. Yeah, I know. It's, That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that includes a season with Duck Hodges. He should have won coach of the year last year with that eight, just leading eight. eight right. Duck Hodges. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. Buy or sell. Alex Smith will be a starting quarterback next year in the NFL. Oh, where would there be a fit? I don't know. 
Is he? And how? What's his con? Is, didn't he sign like a crazy contract in Washington? I think he's. I think he still might be stuck there for a little good bit. To see him back last week, yeah. he had a great game. Um, he was forced to throw the ball over fifty times. Five. He was thirty-eight of fifty-five for three hundred ninety yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, creepy box that line again. Yeah, he was slinging it. Yeah, last week he looked pretty good. I I think he's going to be the starter in Washington next year. I think. Um, so I'm going to buy it. I think. Uh, Ron Rivera wants nothing to do with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, he's gone for this offseason. He wants nothing yeah. to do with him. Um, Ron is a no-nonsense veteran-type kind of guy, so I could see Ron rolling with Smith. I'm going to sell it. I can't. I, I, and you got to do better than Alex Smith. Is he looks shot. Like he, he, his arm motion bugs me. Always has bugged me. <laughs> um, I know that's off the question, but <laughs> I don't still, I don't know. I'm going to sell it. But if he's going to start somewhere, it's in Washington, and who knows? Washington's been as incompetent as it gets. Um, anyways, that's good. Some good questions there. That's buy or sell. Um, before we get to a couple of things you learned, I just want to talk about the NFC. Who is your contender? Like who's your best team in the NFC right now? Yeah. The NFC playoff picture is looking pretty interesting yeah. as well. Um, I still think even without Drew Brees, the saints are the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Um, I really like that addition of Quan Alexander at the deadline, just shore up that linebacker group, which might have been their only question mark really on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get some depth there, I really like that move. Um, they survived the Michael Thomas injury. I think a lot of teams losing their number one wide receiver for that many games would have struggled a lot more than the Saints. I agree. Did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the saints are still the team to beat in the NFC, but, uh, I, how about you? Who do you think? I, I'm, I feel I'm going to throw this your way. What about the Los Angeles Rams, man? Like the Rams are playing some good football right now. Their defense is playing well. They, you know what you're getting with them. You know, like Sean McVay's offense is, is going to work. Their defense playing at this level. You argue that Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are two of the top five defensive players in the NFL right now. So I think the Rams, I, I think they win the NFC West. I don't know if they win the NFC, but like right now, I think they're the best team in the NFC West. Like the Cardinals, I I, I want to believe in them, but I just feel like they got a little lucky in the Bill versus the Bills, and then who they played the week before. Um, they lost to the Miami. Yeah, so like I I feel like I don't know. I I want to buy the Cardinals. I think we're gonna find a lot more about them on Thursday night, um, but. Yeah. Yes. My thing with the Rams is they're four and zero against the NFC East. They're two and three against that's true. non NFC. They don't get to play the NFC East anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm still very, I'm I'm very cautious to say the Rams are an elite team. I think they're a good team. They're definitely better than I thought they were going to be. Better than I thought. I was ripping them. I had them under seven and a half wins in our pre in our pre year show. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, I didn't I, think they were going to do anything. They're definitely a playoff team. Um. But the job Brandon Staley's done with that defense, incredible. It's uh, it's going to get talked about. What did you think? He was a linebacker coach there for the, for the Bears? Bears two years ago. That's he's he might he might be getting looks at at coaching positions right now. Like that's yeah, how playing like he might. Yeah. Anyways, two things we learned. All right. So first thing I learned, um, kind of the point that I brought earlier. I don't know if the New York Giants are going to win the NFC East, but they're the best team in the NFC East right now which is wild to think about. They have just beat Washington the week before. They just beat the Eagles now. They just gave the Bucks a run for their money on Monday Night Football. They should have beat the Eagles on Thursday Night Football the week 
uh, about a month ago. Evan Ingram catches that ball. They win that game. So they are, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC East right now. And will they win it? I don't know. The Eagles, again, still the, they're still a game up. So, like, there's still so much more to be played. But you can make the argument New York Giants are the best team in the NFC East, and they probably give the best shot to give some teams trouble in the playoffs, like if anyone's going to run into problems. James Bradbury's playing out of his mind right now, which is – like, boggles my mind that the Eagles are, couldn't look – Look that way, like a Bradbury instead of trading for Darius Slay. Like it, it's blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I think the Giants are clearly the best team in the NFC East. Um, and then if you just take a look, the other thing I learned in the um in the NFL this week is just how bad the NFL is this year. Like if you take a look at the standings just from top to bottom, there are some bad teams um in the league this year. Um the Eagles are three, five, and one of the twelfth overall pick right now. There's like four teams with two wins, a bunch of teams with three wins. Like it's, it's, yeah. the year's bad, and it, it, it could have been predictable with the with COVID nineteen and the short off season and everything like that. So it probably was. This was probably going to happen. Like it's not. It wasn't crazy other realm of possibilities that you would see a bunch of teams at the bottom. But if you're a team looking for a quarterback with like three wins right now, you're like at the ninth pick. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're not you're not looking too hot to get like a quarterback. So yeah, the bottom yeah. the bottom third of the draft is really struggling. Yeah, and it it could be crazy if a team. Like the Jets or the Jags wins a game in week 17 and just goes up three or four spots in the draft just and loses out on either Lawrence or Fields. That would be that would be devastating. Mm-hmm. But something I learned, I learned that Nick Chubb is the most unselfish player in the NFL for him to not score that touchdown. There's no reason for him to go out of bounds. If he yeah. scores that touchdown. They go up two scores with 40 seconds left. Houston doesn't have any timeouts. The game is over. And uh, so a very unselfish play of him. And I bring it up because it was just such a bad beat for anybody who's on Cleveland minus three and a half like me. That was such a bad beat. And same with anybody who had Arizona minus two and a half. I feel for you there because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had them freaking six, man. I was six and two this week in my – I made eight bets – but six and two, and that was one of the losses. I would have been seven and one, but yeah, it was the right call, though, right? Like, right. Yeah. So they they score the touchdown, and yeah. they, there was a second on the clock, so they could have kicked the extra point. But with the new rules, Cliff Kingsbury did the right thing, taking a knee rather than attempting a PAT because uh, Bills could have technically scored two points on that play. So rare knee on a point after attempt. You won't see that very often. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I learned, I have kind of been down on this. No, I would not say down on this unit. I haven't been giving this unit the credit that they deserve, but the Indianapolis Colts defense is a top five unit in the NFL. Yep. No doubt. Um, Darius Leonard is an absolute beast. He should be getting some talk for defensive player of the year. Um, and they, they took Derrick Henry out of this game and, that was a huge win for the Colts. They're now first place in the division. Uh, so I, I, I'm high on this Colts team yeah. going forward just because of that yeah. defense. They, my favorite game of the week is the Packers versus Colts. It's at 4.30 this, um, this week, so that's definitely a game to, uh, to watch. Um, they have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, which is really cool. They, they cause a lot of problems. Like They're a very hard defense to go against. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I think – I think they're and I, I if you make the argument, Philip Rivers has been like one of the best free agent signings in the NFL this year. Like he's, he's played he's six and three. 
He's not playing. He's not playing crazy bad football. I think he's got like seven interceptions. He had like a, a run where he had like two. Exactly, it's gonna ball. happen. But like he's, it hasn't been a bad kind of a bad start for him. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, Shield Capadia will be on our show on Friday. Make sure to tune into that episode. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and we'll talk to you on Friday.